It's Monday, January 15th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, it's uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, uh, so most people have the day off uh, from work and from school, but uh, certainly a, a, a great day to reflect on the legacy of, of Martin Luther King Jr. And, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, the Guardians, when you talk about Cleveland as an organization, uh, this is a ball club that's that's always sort of been at the at the forefront of, of breaking barriers and, uh, you know, inclusiveness and uh, just uh, the all the, the the progressive ideas that you want to see uh, in, in an organization. I think uh, at times the, the this club is has really uh, sort of uh, been at the at the front of that kind of uh, movement. Yeah, for sure, Joe. And, you know, they were the first uh, American League club to hi- hire a black player in uh, Larry Doby right after Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. Frank Robinson was the uh, first African-American to manage a big league club when he took over uh, the Indians, I, th- I believe, in 75, 1975. And, you know, Joe, one of the reasons uh, for the name change was uh, mm-hmm. was to be uh, more socially aware organization yeah and there's there's evidence of that all around the park and everywhere uh the uh you know the the way that the the club reaches out to the community and you know we've seen uh players like uh tristan mckenzie get involved uh with uh local school children on uh, you know on a, on a personal and individual level where he goes and he spends time uh reaching out and mentoring uh students in uh cleveland public schools and and really connects with those kids and you see uh the way that the uh the kids interact with tristan it's it's really impressive and it's it's uh uh largely it's a credit to tristan and and the kind of guy he is but you know in the organization for for identifying a guy like tristan and bringing him in and you know knowing that uh when they drafted him he he would be a guy who who has those kind of qualities and, and that's exactly what you're looking for in an organization yeah, and, uh, you know, this goes way back beyond Tristan. Uh, C.C. Sabathia, you know, was a big uh, proponent of the Cleveland Boys and Girls Club. You know, he had uh, experienced that as a youth when in, when he was growing up in California. So he's a big supporter. He may still be a big supporter yep. of the, the Boys and Girls Club. It's not just that. He comes back and he does uh, clinics and, and puts on uh, events here in Cleveland, uh, even in retirement. So, uh, just a, a lot of good around uh, the organization when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, and I know that they're going to be uh, also going uh, back down to the Dominican, uh, you know, before the season starts. Uh, Jose Ramirez giving out, uh, you know, bats and gloves and also, uh, you know, conducting some events with uh, children down there in the Dominican Republic. Uh, so it's not just uh, African-American uh, minorities here in, in, in Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. Uh, that are are um, you know benefiting from this, but you know the dream covers pretty much everybody, uh, not just uh, you know black and white. It's uh, it's the, the, a whole uh, you know whole a whole rainbow full of colors uh, that uh, everybody sort of gets involved, and in. uh, it's great to see. Uh, that leads us uh, sort of into uh, our our you know news for the week. Um, uh, the Guardians. Uh, rumored to uh and, and not yet confirmed by the club but uh they're they're trying to to sort through some details but we're hearing that we have a a replacement for Victor Rodriguez 
who uh, left the the organization as a, an assistant hitting coach. Uh, he's now a hitting coach, what, in, in San Diego, and uh, they've, they've found a replacement uh, for him possibly uh, on the, the Guardian staff as an assistant uh, to hitting coach Chris Vileka. Yeah, it was uh, written by uh, one of the uh, Cubs writers, uh, you know, uh, tweeted something that uh, the Guardians have hired Dan Puente, uh, hitting coach in their minor league system since 2020. And I would imagine, uh, Joe, uh, if this is confirmed, and I have no reason to believe it won't be, um, that he had, uh, you know, Chris Vileka had a, had a lot of say-so in this hire. Uh, Vileka, you know, spent a lot, about five, six years in the minor league, uh, in the Cubs minor league system as a hitting coach. And I'm sure their uh, paths crossed at one time or another. Yeah, it was uh, Rodriguez really uh, connected with uh, the, the Latin players and the hitters on the, uh, on the roster and in the organization, particularly uh, Jose Ramirez. He came over you know, after having worked with uh, David Ortiz in, in Boston and Manny Ramirez in Boston. Uh, so he had instant credibility there. Uh, so it'll be interesting. You know, you obviously you want uh, a variety of, of, of voices on that, uh, you know, hitting group uh, on the staff to, to be able to, to communicate with uh, different players from different backgrounds uh, in your in your clubhouse. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how Puente connects with Jose Ramirez, connects with, uh, you know, even Josh Naylor and some of the other hitters on the on the club to, to see where they are and, and, and what their progress is uh, and, and how they can, uh, you know, get even better in the, in the coming year. So, uh, you know, just uh, something to keep an eye on with uh, with all the turnover and all the change on the coaching staff this year. You know, uh, it, it'll be. Uh, interesting just just to see how people what patterns people settle into you know their availability and you know when we get to talk to them and and, and just what we see from them on a daily basis yeah and it's uh you know just another move to toward a much younger staff joe uh you know steven vote uh you know just retired as a player uh in 2022 and now he's the new manager you know craig albernaz kai correa uh, you know they they've uh, come much younger players than uh, you know than the guys uh, than the guys that have you know left the club uh, Mike Sarbaugh you know um, and just you know so we we and and Victor Mart you know Victor Rodriguez we keep seeing you know a trend toward a younger staff uh, that Cleveland is going toward yeah and that's uh, like you said led from the top by by Stephen Vogt. Uh, opportunity to uh, sort of get in touch with and and get to know some of these new faces and these new names, uh, not only on the uh, the coaching staff but but also among the players. Uh, coming up at the end of this week uh, and on Saturday, it's Guards Fest uh, once again back at the Huntington Convention Center of Cleveland. Uh, two sessions, an early session, uh, 8:30 to 12:30 for uh, season ticket holders, and then in the afternoon. Uh, public session from uh, about 1.30 till sometime around 7. Uh, and there's tickets available online and, and you can go there. But but we um, we sort of want to, uh, you know, look at the the different types of uh, people that uh, usually show up at these events. Hoinsey, uh, it's always interesting to, to, to go to the, the Guards Fest, the fan festivals and and sort of see uh, it's it's an oasis in the middle of the uh, the off season where everybody's thinking and talking baseball and you know 
it might be cold outside, but but on the inside, the hot stove is pretty much burning. Yeah, it's it's always a fun event, Joe. And I got to brag on my uh, granddaughter, uh, Riley Hoynes. I was just down there at Huntington uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, the, her vol- her uh, you know her uh, junior Olympic volleyball team. You know, won this when won their uh, you know their age group event. They went seven and zero over two days, Joe. It was a two day event, and it was there were. There was more tall high school girls than I've ever. I, if you ever want so, to feel short, go to a volleyball tournament. <laughs> I so, was like, I couldn't believe it. So you it was were like, down there, I, down there at the convention center, and it was wall to wall girls volleyball, uh, courts yeah. and floors and everywhere. Oh my uh, God! There's volley. You you couldn't you could if you walked through the crowd you could you 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 ran a risk of getting hit in the head with a volleyball. So uh, lots of, uh, you know, girls that, that are walking around down there that, uh, like you said, play volleyball, play basketball or whatever. And, and this is this is sort of their uh, not their high school season, but their their junior Olympic season where I guess it's like travel volleyball and, and big club teams like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, they're from all over the country. I, there must have been like. 300 teams there. There were there were, there were games going on from more from from eight, 6 a.m. to midnight. It looked like I'm not sure about that, but there there were a lot of games going on. Well, congratulations to Riley and her team for uh, for coming through and and, and winning that. So uh, it's going to be uh, they've got time to convert the uh, the space for the uh, yeah. for the Guardians and and get the uh, the stages built and the the batting cages brought in and they do. Uh, a lot of fun things where they can, you know, you run the bases. There's there's a, a field where the the kids can play, uh, you know, wiffle ball out there on the field, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a family event, obviously. The the kids really enjoy it. But for the diehards, there is always it always seems like there's a, a, a bunch of different archetypes of of fans that that sort of show up at at different, uh, uh, you know, when it was Tribe Fest, when it was Guards Fest, uh, you know, the the space that they've they've uh, created there uh, is, is really the uh, the ultimate Cleveland baseball fans dream. And, and the players make it even better because they show up and you can interact with them. And, uh, you know, you, the, the autographs and, and photos are available, that kind of thing. Uh, but just being around something like that in the middle of the winter is it's a big pick me up for for those of us who have been, uh, uh, you know, sort of on ice for a, a few weeks. Uh, let, let's uh, run through a few of these archetypes, a few of these, you know, sort of fans or types of people that you see at these events uh, every time. Uh, the the crazy costume type guys. Uh, these are the guys who uh, show up, you know, either dressed as hot dogs or or dressed as slider. They 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 put effort. Now, it's not like they're bone lady or, you know, the you know, pumpkin head from the Browns. Uh, but but these are these are, uh, you know, people who actually put a little thought into their costume before they show up. It's a jersey isn't good enough for costume guy at uh, at uh, the the guards fan festival. What do you what do you think of? Uh, have you think have you have you seen any of those guys stand out to you over the years? Joe, I, you know, I know that a lot of guys, people like paint their faces, right? Coming to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to, uh, guard fest. And, uh, you know, you know, I think people are just like, they want to, you know, especially this, this past week and this week, how cold it's going to be. I think people are just like yearning for spring training. You know, they, they want to do something to get out of the house and, uh, you know, just try to warm up, man. Yeah, that's uh, certainly a, a, a goal of, of everybody in June is to avoid those, or I'm sorry, in January is to avoid those uh, 
those January blahs. And one of the ways is to, to start thinking about baseball. Uh, another guy that you, uh, a, a guy or gal, I guess, that you, uh, you see at these events is the, uh, the autograph seeker, the autograph hound. Uh, there are people who will stand in line uh, and wait in multiple lines and pay, uh, you know, multiple tickets to, to get in, uh, to get autographs from their favorite players. And uh, I know, uh, uh, you know, last year's fan event, uh, my son uh, actually came with us to the event and he was running around from different room to different room. And he got uh, one baseball autograph by like three or four guys. And, and he was just out of his mind, excited uh, for uh, to, to get he got Stephen Kwan's autograph and he was super excited about that. Uh, so the autograph seekers are guys that, uh, you know, this this fan festival is really sort of their Super Bowl uh, event to, to try and uh, to try and navigate and get what they need. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, you've got to pay to get the autographs, right? I mean, you got to pay a certain amount to get in certain lines. And, uh, you know, there's alumni there, Cleveland uh, Guardian slash uh, Indians alumni to get autographs. There's, you know, active players. You know, it is it is really a dream come true for for the guys that uh, for the people that, you know, cherish those autographs and, you know, put them, save them, put them on the wall, whatever. You know, it's it's a fun time. Uh, the Guardians do a good job of sort of putting a mix of, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to say star players, but like headliner type players, uh, younger players and alumni all in in the different groups that if you get in a room because it's pretty random uh, which room you get a ticket for and who's going to be in what room. So uh, you never know uh, exactly. You, you never know exactly what uh, uh, the availability is going to be for a particular player. So. Uh, hopefully, if you're going to Guards Fest and you're you're looking to get a particular guy's autograph, uh, you you get in the right place and and you get that uh, to be the case. Uh, one of the the groups of guys that I always see at these events are the uh, the old timey baseball guys, the guys that dress up in the uh, oh, yeah. the the old time uh, uniforms and you know they they start talking uh, in in like 1800s speak about like. Uh, uh, you know, uh, who with the, the using the, the phrases about the pitchers and the, the batters and uh, quoting from the old timey rule books and things. Uh, just uh, always fun to, to sort of see people uh, taking pictures with these guys uh, dressed up in these old uniforms using using equipment and, you know, carrying around these bats that look like uh, look like they weigh about a thousand pounds. Uh, you know, how did it, how did guys ever swing these bats back then? Uh, in when, uh, you know, in the the early days of, of baseball before uh, the major leagues, as we know. them. Yeah, that's that's when the game was called base, not just <laughs> not baseball, just base. <laughs> Constable, Goliath, Iron Horse and Plowboy, some of the nicknames of these uh, these uh, old timey guys who, who just seem to be at every one of these fan events and always have a good time. Uh, you get to see a lot of out of towners, uh, a lot of people who will tell you they drove from Erie, Pennsylvania. They drove from Buffalo. They drove up from Columbus. Uh, this is a, this is an event where people plan their winter, uh, you know, to, to be out for the day, to, to make a trip to Cleveland and come in and, and really uh, enjoy the experience. Uh, just like it was a, a, a game sometime in July where they, they came out for a weekend series against Baltimore. Yeah, Joe, you know, you sometimes, you know, uh, you know, when you're covering a team like we do, you kind of lose sight of the, of the, the uh, just how far you know a baseball team connects with its fans, and just how 
deep that connection goes and how, and, you know, people can leave Cleveland, people can leave Northeast Ohio, but it doesn't mean that they stop being fans of that team. And, you know, you, you're right. You know, people, you know, kind of come from all over and uh, they're still fans, you know, they're still fans of the club. They, they kind of live and die with it and uh, they follow it every day. And uh, I think this is a chance to, uh, for them to reconnect and uh, get ready for another season. Yeah. And I, I remember back, it was 2017 or 2018. I, uh, uh, I bumped into a father and son from Hilton, New York, who drove five hours in the snow uh, to make it there for tribe fest. And, and I said, you know, you guys, you guys deserve to get your picture online just for, uh, you know, that, that level of dedication. Uh, there's other near, not just baseball and, and equipment and opportunities to, you know, do the speed pitch or batting cage, stuff like that. Uh, there's also arts. There's also, uh, you know, artists putting out their, uh, their sort of, uh, their wares and their displays, um, I, you know, I bumped into an artist who had, had made a Jose Ramirez, uh, painting out of, you know, a bunch of different, uh, images of Jose running the bases. And I thought that was really, uh, unique and interesting. Uh, there's, uh, you know, a lot of other opportunities, even if you're not a, a huge baseball, you know, sports ball type fan, uh, there's opportunities and, and events and things for you to do, uh, at Guards Fest, uh, if you're, if you're there accompanying, uh, you know, somebody who does like baseball and is a, a huge Guardians fan. Uh, there's always a this is our year guy. There's always a guy <laughs> walking around in in full jersey, re- looking like he's ready to go to a game right now. And if you walk up to him and you are, uh, you approach him and you talk to him, uh, he'll tell you that this is our year. This is the team's year. They're going to go all the way. Uh, and he'll rattle off stats and he'll rattle off his his favorite players and you know he'll tell you how Jose Ramirez is going to win the MVP and uh, all that. Um, this is our year, guy. Will be all over the place at Guards Fest on on Saturday. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, hope springs eternal at this time of year. I remember somebody telling me they were an Indians fan from womb to tomb, and I, <laughs> that's the first time I've ever heard that. But there's a lot of those those people that'll be at uh, Guards Fest this weekend. Well, yeah, that's my last sort of archetype fan that I was going to mention is that lifelong fan. Uh, like you said, those the uh, not 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 just the old timer, uh, you know, the old timey baseball uh, uniform guys. But these are the old timers who, you know, show up and talking about 1948 and talking about, you know, just one more before I go and that sort of thing. Uh, there are some lifelong diehard Cleveland baseball fans who will be there uh, who who, uh, you know, they're, they're going to look at Stephen Vogt with, uh, you know, maybe with an eyebrow raise. It's like, who's this new guy? What, what do we got here? So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how many of the lifelong fans and uh, are, are there at uh, Eckhart's Fest and, and just uh, what their expectations are. Uh, speaking of expectations, uh, if you're expecting the latest news from uh, the Guardians, uh, updates on who will be at Guards Fest, uh, who's uh, being added to the uh, coaching staff, what the roster is going to look like. Uh, Guardian subtext is the best way to get that. Uh, you can log on to cleveland.com slash subtext uh, to sign up or send a text message to 216-208-4346 uh, to get direct messages from Hoynes and myself uh, sent to your phone. Uh, it's $3.99 a month to subscribe. 
and uh, we would love to hear from you uh, and and have you as a part of our subtext community. Uh, we really enjoy interacting with our our subscribers there. Hey Joe, uh, Joe, we're talking about subtext guys, our subtext subscribers. I, I don't know if this has happened to you, but at, at past Tribefest and Guardsfest, guys. Uh, you know, on, on our subtext subscription list have come up to me and said, yeah, I'm, I'm this guy. I'm that guy. You know, <laughs> well, we, we talk to you, we talk to you every week. So it really is a good way to, uh, to connect with not only the team, but the, the reporters. Yeah. They, they there are a, a lot of interactions that we have, not just, uh, online and not just, uh, you know, via, uh, the, the text messaging service, uh, where, you know, Bill from Arizona will just walk up to you at a game and, and just say, Hey, <laughs> And and it's 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 neat because uh, you know you do feel like you know some of these guys uh, on a personal level and it's uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun that way so uh, you know join subtext and 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 become part of that and we'll uh, we'll look for you at Guards Fest for sure uh, before we get going uh, here's uh, just uh, want to run through a really quick exercise in in terms of uh, just who we know is going to be at Guards Fest we know that uh, the club is going to have some of its uh, young and upcoming top prospects there uh, who are on the 40-man roster who are part of this. And uh, I, there are guys who right now, at some point later on down the line in their careers, you know, having their autograph might be might be worthwhile, might be worthy of, uh, uh, you know, some sort of effort there at, at Guards Fest this weekend. Uh, so, Hoinsey, on the list of young players uh, who are going to be uh, available at Guards Fest for fans. Who do you think is uh, his autograph is going to be worth something in, let's say, five six years from now? Well, that's a good question, Joe. Um, you know, I would think um, young players. I would think Bo Nailers. You know, I just really like the way he swung the bat in the last two months of the season last year. I think he might his his autograph could be valuable in five six seven eight years. Uh, I, I agree. I think uh, he's he's one who's going to need a little time, uh, certainly to to sort of settle in. But uh, maybe even by the end of this year, Bo Naylor's uh, autograph could be worth something. I'm thinking maybe a little bit further down the line, the guy that I'm going to go with right now is uh, Juan Brito. We know Juan Brito is going to be at Guards Fest. So if you're uh, seeking autographs, if you're looking for a young player. Uh, to to get his autograph and and sort of hold on to it, uh, maybe get it get a, a a baseball signed and 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 sock it away on a shelf somewhere. Maybe in a a few years, Burrito has a big breakout season. Uh, I, I think uh, you know he advanced up to AAA last year. He was the uh, the return in the Nolan Jones trade with Colorado, and uh, so there's maybe even a little bit of pressure on him to to perform over the next season or so. Uh, I guess the only problem, uh, if if you're Juan Brito right now, uh, is is that there's a, a a bunch of guys ahead of you blocking you at the uh, the major league level, uh, particularly if you're going to try and be a second baseman because Andres Jimenez uh, has that pretty much locked up. But uh, the way Brito uh, sort of increased his his power, productivity, his uh, his ability to get on base, and his eye at the plate, uh, I think make him a, a strong candidate for. Uh, the kind of guy whose autograph, if uh, if you get it at Guards Fest, uh, you know maybe this year, maybe in a couple of years, it could really be uh, be worth something uh, on the memorabilia market. Yeah, Joe, uh, that's a great pick. Switch hitter, 
you know, had a great year at Double A last year. But you're 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 <laughs> like you said, where does he play? You know, mm-hmm. he's not going to play third base. Could he play shortstop? I don't know if he's a shortstop. He's not going to play second base. So, you know, where do you put this guy? And that's the, the eternal question. Yeah, well, uh, maybe he gets uh, converted into an outfielder like a bunch of other middle infielders right now. I guess it's a good problem to have if you're the organization. Uh, if you, you keep having to convert some of these uh, these middle infield prospects to to uh, to outfielders because you've got such good out or such good infielders holding down positions uh, on at the major league level in guys like Jose Ramirez and uh, and Andres Jimenez. Uh, so those guys aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, let's, uh, let's see where we can get some of these young players, uh, an opportunity and, and take the first, uh, you know, step towards being a major leaguer. All right, Hoinsey, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. Uh, we'll get back in touch with you, uh, tomorrow and we'll talk to you then. Good deal, Joe.